Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Mark Sylvester, the ambassador for 805 Connect, and welcome to another 805 conversation. Uh, these conversations are new for us. It's something new for 2015. We're really excited to uh, bring another interesting person uh, for you get to get to know better. Um, and Chris Foley has joined us, but uh, a little bit of housekeeping first. Uh, if you have a technical issue, um, audio or anything like that, just go ahead and type uh, in the question area and we've got someone who can help you with that. Uh, we will be recording and posting this later. You can, um, there's over on the side of your window where the GoToMeeting is, uh, there's a place called Questions and Linda has learned how to do that. Hello, Linda. Um, you can type <laughs> your questions in there and then we'll answer those at the end, all right? And then we're also going to, uh, the, I know some people are following us online, can't join us, so we're using the hashtag 805conversations. You can go ahead and use that. We've got it on each one of the slides, so if you forget, you can go ahead and use that. We'd appreciate uh, getting a little social love out there as well. And then going forward, if you want to follow at 805connect, um, that would be great as well. And I want to first, of course, thank uh, all the people who helped make 805connect happen, uh, the Santa Barbara Foundation, uh, is our seed funder and uh, had lunch with them yesterday. They're thrilled at what we're doing. They're thrilled about the 805 conversations. And these are some fantastic businesses. They're all inside the member area. So if you're looking for specific help in any one of these areas, um, these are really great folks. And, and we know they would appreciate hearing that you heard about them from 805 Connect. So today, We've got Chris Foley, who we've worked with, um, gosh, for, Chris, what, five years? You you came on our radar as the technical director for TEDx American Riviera. 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah, 2010, 10, 10, 10. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, TEDxers on the, on the call, I know. And uh, Chris has been uh, phenomenally helpful to us and to the project. And in various conversations with him, we thought that this idea about your web strategy is, is probably more important now. Chris, why don't, you just, why don't you just set up the conversation before we get going? Right on. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. Um, you know, really, this, this conversation today came from uh, numerous meetings that I've had over the past two years. I, I started to, to see some patterns with the conversations I was having with all of my prospects and all of my clients, that they were all having the same problems as they were uh, building their web presence and websites and online selling. And it didn't really matter if they had $100,000 in annual revenue or if they had a million or 60 million. They were all essentially facing the same blocks. Hmm. And it, it all comes down to three things. And the first is understanding user behavior. Hmm. The second is understanding engagement. And the third is understanding loyalty. And you've heard all these things before, sure. but what really shocked me is how um, how these elements aren't being put in place with regards to online strategy. A lot of this is common in the brick-and-mortar kind of service provider business world, right. but when it translates to online selling, online web presence, uh, a lot of these things get forgotten somehow. You know, Chris, uh, on that, it's very interesting that we have, as you know, we build a really deep profile of, of all the members. And this conversation is not by accident. We found that where the members need help is in web development and SEO and online presence and e-commerce and all of those things. So 
we, we don't have a lot of time to cover all of that, but I think right. we've, we're, we've, we're going to get the high points. Like, what are things that they can do uh, today? So um, with that, why don't we actually get started? So um, for those of you that are new to our conversations, I, I like the number five a lot. So we're going to do five questions. We're going to do really short and tight. Uh, I've coached Chris to talk in tweets. And That's uh, right. so uh, we can get those going <laughs> it, in. My turn, right? Yeah, it, right. It the, the, the consultant hat goes over to you this time, right? Exactly. So, Chris, what do you mean by the wrong numbers? This is this is the most fascinating question of the five, and um, it and it's also the most important. I see. Well, here's a story. Okay, uh, I, I had a customer come to me a few weeks ago. Um, her CEO, she's a marketing director, and her CEO had tasked her and her team with acquiring 3,000 new Facebook likes over the course of the next fiscal quarter. And um, she approached me for help with that. And I said, "Okay, I got it. That, that's that's interesting. Um, but what does that give you?" And there was just sort of this. Well, that's that's my KPI. I, I need to I need to achieve this to make the you know, executives happy, and this happens all the time. Why do you want 3,000 more Facebook likes, for instance, or Twitter? You know, wh whatever that number is. What's what will that give you? And there's always just this kind of, well, I don't know. We have to have more followers, right? It just stands to reason. So, okay, um, you might be looking at the wrong numbers, and mm. this is the most. I'm going to pull the rug out now. This is the most important uh -oh. conversation in this uh, in this webinar, and okay. uh, I want to come back to it. Let's go to huh. number two, because two, three, four, and five, I think, will shed a lot more light on number one, and we'll come back to it. We'll one. circle we'll back. We'll do it David Letterman style. We'll do number one last. Okay. So, what do you mean by post-sale engagement? It seems kind of buzzwordy. All right. Well, consider that this whole conversation is small fixes. That can make right. a big difference, big differences, right? Consider that you already have some customers, right? right. I'm, I'm sure. assuming that your business is already established. Uh, even if you're a startup, you've got some customers. You've got some customer base. You're doing some transactions. Right. Rather than have a long conversation about SEO and SEM and pay-per-click and traffic generation and lead generation, rather than talk about that, we're, we're, we're talking about small fixes, right? Yeah. So we're focusing on what you've already got, how to optimize your existing web presence, make it better, make it more effective. Right. That means we have to look at your existing customers. Mm. What are you doing post-sale? What are you doing? I buy from you. Maybe you're, you're selling goods um, and, and I go to your store and I buy a good and you ship it to me and I get a receipt and the receipt says here's your invoice and here's your shipping tracking number, right? Well, what's next? Do you reach out to me? Probably not. Mm. What can be done? These are people that have already, in some way or another, gotten past, because of your best efforts or despite your best efforts, they've hit your website and they've purchased from you, and now they're a customer. And they receive their product, and hopefully it's a good product, and they love their product. Sure. And maybe they'll return on their own. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll uh, shop at the, at the lowest bidder next time, or maybe they'll just wander into the grocery store and pick it up there. Who knows, right? But what are you doing? Chances are nothing. So this is one of the biggest areas that needs. And it sounds fight. simple. Just say thank you. It's crazy simple. <laughs> okay. Well, what if you said? What if you said thank you? So what if you made sure that your shopping cart talks to your Mailchimp, your email blast program, whatever you're using, and 
I buy from you, I'm automatically put on a list. You'd be shocked how many times I'll go into an e-commerce situation and find that the store is not connected to the mail program. Huh. Well, that's, that's, that's step simple one. That's simple too, right? That's easy. It's crazy. It's crazy simple. Step two is making sure that there's some sort of autoresponder email that goes out and says, listen, you bought from us yesterday. Thank you so much. Right. Here's a coupon for 10% off your next purchase. Right. Right? And you'd be shocked to see how many times that coupon actually gets redeemed. Another thing that can happen is seven days later, an email that can, can go out that says, like us on Facebook. We mm. want you to like us on Facebook because we run a monthly giveaway. And it's nothing big. It's a gift basket of our products. It sure. maybe costs us $15 to give away one gift basket plus shipping, right? But we want to give away one gift basket of our products every single month. Right. We want to make sure that you're eligible for the next drawing. Be sure to like us on Facebook. So now the people liking you on Facebook are people who have already purchased from you. And they're engaged. They're engaged. They're enthusiastic about the, pro the, the product, about your brand. Now this is a lot different than getting likes for the sake of having likes. So then let's move. So after the sale, there's this, we, we talk a lot about conversion. I'm not sure everybody understands what conversion is. So maybe quickly explain that and then what you mean by the right conversion. Well, conversions are very simply put, uh, somebody comes to your site and they are converted into something, right? So um, you know, they're converted into a customer. They, they are converted from a visitor into a customer or they can, are converted from a visitor into a subscriber. Mm -hmm. Or if it's a blog, let's say you just have a blog, they're converted from a reader into a commentor. Oh, right? so okay. they're, they're sure. doing something. There's some, there's some action involved, and very frequently uh, websites will be put up uh, in an informational way. You know, there are, are a couple types of web websites. One's informational, and, and another one's a lead generator. Right. So right. You, you know, your website wants to be generating leads, but the right conversion is important to understand. Most business owners would answer this question uh, predictably. What's, what's your primary conversion? What's the most important conversion that you would like to have happen in an ideal situation? And the answer almost invariably is, well, I, I want them to buy from me. Sure. Well, that makes sense, right? You're in business. You want them to buy. However, that's uh, more, uh, more frequently than not not going to happen. Now, this is in your experience when you're talking to these clients and you ask them that question. Buy from me. That's always the, the primary conversion is buy from me. And it should be because you're in business, right? Right, of course. But that's not how users behave, especially huh. if I came in from a, a search, if I came in from paid search or if I came in from organic search. I was interested in something and I Googled it and you came up and I clicked and now right. I'm on your site. I do not know who you are yet. Mm. We have not built... Uh, when you say any, I, the, the website... I, the customer. Right. No, I, the oh, customer... Oh. I don't know who you are. I, I'm not familiar with your brand. First right? time. I, I don't know if you're any good. I don't know if your products are any good. I want to read some testimonials. I want to maybe look at Amazon and see some reviews. There's not trust built yet. But, uh, but I like what's going on. I like your vibe. The site's designed sure. well. I kind of feel like, yeah, I could do business with you guys. I don't have my wallet out yet. Mm. So the most likely conversion is not the most ideal conversion. I might not be ready to buy from you. And if you don't get me now, I'm going to go away and forget about you. And the next time I have this question, I'll Google it again, and I might wind up on another site, a competitor's site. Right. So the right conversion 
this is so important to understand user behavior, the right conversion may be a newsletter subscription. Uh, it, it might be, hey, get this, let's say that you're in the food business, right? Uh, get our awesome recipe booklet. You can download it now. It's got 30 recipes, and it's free, and you can right. use it right tonight. You can you know, make dinner with it tonight. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, sign up for my newsletter isn't compelling, but get my, get my awesome recipe book is compelling. Sure. Now you drip the good stuff on me, and that's when we uh, move on to number four. Well, you know, Chris, it, it's interesting because you said to me five months ago, we were talking about 805 Connect, and you said start a newsletter. I said, right, well, yeah. why, right. why do a newsletter? And right. we started that it's been wildly successful mm -hmm. and you know, it's been a, it's a lot, a lot of work, but it is a constant engagement with people right. and we're getting them to do the thing. So, uh, so thank you for that. But I, I, I like that idea of newsletter. So number four, I love this when you say the good stuff free. Mm -hmm. What, what do you Yeah, so, so that's just it. It doesn't matter if you're a service provider or if you're selling widgets or products or software. It, it really doesn't matter. What's important is that you're the expert. You're the expert. Oh. You have the answers. As a customer, you have my back. Your product's going oh. to be good. I'll enjoy it. Um, I'll want to use it, and I'll want to... Uh, people buy from people they like. People buy from people hey. they trust. People. Amen. What's important is people buy from people. Right. People don't buy from faceless, nameless brands anymore. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's trending out. So when I say give away the good stuff for free, I'm talking about it, it's, it's a win-win. So here's what's really happening. You're telling the customer, you're telling your prospect. Now remember, with the right conversion, they haven't right. bought from you yet. We've right. signed them up for a newsletter, and now they're right. experiencing your content strategy. Right. The content strategy has to be value-add. It has to be yeah, sure. high-value material that does a couple of things. Yeah, you the keep telling is, me that every week, so I, 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 yeah, I, I, I And your newsletter is fantastic. Your okay. newsletter shows that you've been listening, and I yeah. really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, this, this content strategy does uh, a few things. The first is it provides your prospect or customer with value that they can take into right. their lives right now for free, regardless of whether there's a sale attached to it. But why, you know, well, I've heard this, but why are people reticent? Why are they scared to give away the good stuff? Because they think that if, if I get the your intellectual property for free, I'm going to run out and create a com competing, competing firm. Huh. Well, that's not what's going to happen. And you're not giving me your product. You're giving me advice, tips, tricks. What, what we find is uh, the, the categories that work really well are like DIY, do-it-yourself, how-tos, right. tips and tricks, did oh, you sure. know, that kind of thing. So right. over the course of however many years you've been in business, you've developed an expertise in your vertical. Of course. Give some of that expertise away. This will create trust. It will create enthusiasm. It and will create goodwill. engagement. Goodwill. It will remind them about you. Like they may have forgotten about you, and then there's right. the newsletter. But it right. also sets you up as the voice of expertise. It sets you up as the expert. I might not be ready to buy, but when I am ready to buy, you will be the first right. brand on my Because I like you. Because I like you. I trust you. Your tips worked. I yeah. enjoy your <laughs> newsletter because the voice is funny. Right, and right. That's, that goes back to number three. That's why the right conversion right. could be getting them into your content, into your expertise, into your camp. There's a, a, a great guy I love uh, who talks about relationship economics, and he says you don't want to you don't want to have transactions. You want to build relationships, and so I think that's what exactly you said. It. So let's let's that's move exactly to number five. 
So right message, right audience. Uh, this is kind of interesting because we talk about this and actually, frankly, struggle with it. You know, uh, who is the, your ideal client? Who's, who is this? And so how do, in the guise of small things to make a big difference, how would you advise people to think about this today? It's really a matter of understanding your ideal customer. Uh, it's important to identify the sort of person you're trying to sell to. Um, and then also identify the sort of person you want to turn into an evangelist for your cause or for mm. your brand. And it really goes back to number two. It highlights the importance of understanding the needs and pains of the people that are already buying from you. Um, we can talk a lot oh. about recruiting people out of untapped growth markets, but that's another conversation. I I'd rather focus on talking about like your existing fan base or your existing customer base. Um, Okay, so, so so here's some context. Consider social media for a moment, right? We used to write letters to the editor, and then blogging happened, and right. you know, and and would feedback on the comments, and then social media came along, and now would comment on Facebook. Then Twitter happened, and that brought us microblogging, and now there's Pinterest, where we just kind of like point and grunt at things that we like, right? So the like has replaced interaction. But yeah, my interaction no, is just click that button. Oh, I like it. I like it. I, I like, like that. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, connecting, we're connecting here, right? No, we're not connecting. So we're entering this sort of an, an era of mute interaction. Mm. So if your brand can manage to create some real engagement, you're going to set yourself apart from the pack. Because in wow. many cases, all the other brands are chasing the likes. They're not chasing the loyalty. Oh. Loyalty comes out of trust. trust Loyalty is love, it, not like, right? You want them to love you, not like you. Loyalty comes out of trust. Trust mm. requires engagement and high visibility. So you get likes for a lot of reasons. People will like your thing on Facebook oftentimes because of the color of the graphic you use. Right. That's not the same as liking the message. So what's really important, and this goes right back to post-sale engagement, you have got to understand um, the pains. You've got to pull your customers. I need oh. to find out what I could have done better. Why do right. my customers love me? Why don't they love me enough to buy a second time? This feedback mm. is invaluable. Mm. You, you need to offer them something of value to participate in the dialogue, whether it's a coupon or it's free shipping off their next purchase, or maybe it's uh, an entry into a giveaway, or maybe it's just a free jar of something, right? This approach is very common in old brick-and-mortar services business, but it's not translated well to the online realm, especially in the case of online shopping. There's just not enough follow-up and follow-through happening anymore. Mm. Chris... So, I know the right you forgot about the right audience. you forgot about question number one. I'm I'm going to bring you back to that, buddy. Um, so we we said you started by saying we're looking at the wrong numbers, right? So in in all of this, what what are the right numbers? The right numbers are the ones that bring in revenue. Hmm. The ones that bring in subscribers. The numbers that you need to be looking at are how many people are hitting my site. What hmm. are they doing when they hit my site? Hmm. How many people are subscribing? How many people are unsubscribing? At what message made them unsubscribe? These are the. So I shouldn't take numbers. my unsubscribers personally because I no, get no, no. one or two a week. They just like, man, eh, just not ready for me anymore. Not well, it's business. It's not personal anyway. You know, my message wasn't right for them. It wasn't the right message for the right audience. Ah. So it'd be interesting. I wonder, do you suggest like studying that at all to understand who mm -hmm. we talk about? Who is your customer, but who isn't your customer? So when you see him, you say, "Oh no, I don't need yeah. to spend any time." Got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Okay, so Chris, um, so we've talked about, you gave us three things in the beginning, and then we talked about five things. And and I like doing this rapid fire because mm-hmm. people are really busy when let them get back to work. Sure. So what are your top three tips that when people click off, uh, they can go look at their website and even look at other websites and they can do something this afternoon? It's a fantastic question. Um Three questions. (laughs) I would have have fantastic three questions. I would have to say first, this is so important um, throughout your business, put yourself in the shoes of your customer. Mm. It's really difficult to gain objectivity. You lose objectivity really quickly. You live and breathe your business. You're a CEO. Get get objective. Look at your website. Look at your Twitter, your Facebook, wherever you are. Look at your online presence from the point of view of the customer. What's broken? What's unappealing? What aren't you doing well? What could you be doing better? What are you doing very well? It's, it's very important to maintain a scorecard for yourself, to be really clear, ask the hard okay. questions. Would it, would it help if, um, I'm just thinking, like if you could get a live customer to sit with you and do that? Sure. That, that would be great, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, what's, what's number two? Uh, number two is look at your analytics. Hmm. You've got to look at your analytics. Numbers don't lie. What gets measured gets managed. If you don't understand your analytics, for the love of God, hire somebody who can look at your analytics and um, turn them into an executive brief that gives you some insights and uh, a roadmap. And that's the third thing is always have a roadmap. So the, what, the, what do you mean by that exactly? Well, what is there to do next? Even if you're doing well, you could do better. You've got a growth plan, right? Sure, sure. Well, what are the steps? Oh. What do you do next? What do you focus on? And and here here's why the, a roadmap is so important. You are invariably doing a lot of things you're not good at. We huh. think that we need to be on all the social media channels. Well, maybe you're just not really good at Pinterest. Don't do it. Don't try and spread yourself too thin. If you're if your uh, if your Instagram is doing really well and bringing subscribers in and bringing people in and engaging, keep focusing on Instagram, but maybe Facebook's not even the right channel for you. Right. Right. Stop now, putting you know, your energy where it's not working. 54% of the members of 805 mm-hmm. Connect are uh, less than four people. A lot of solopreneurs, uh, one-person armies, uh, whatever you want to call it, state, you know, people that are working at home, and they're, they're just they're wearing a lot of different hats. So mm-hmm. this idea of overextending is a very real thing there. I mean, thankfully, 43 of them are listening to us right now. They're going to take some action on this. So what I heard you say was, if we understand we've got the right message, we understand the audience, we're going to take and narrow things down to your very first anecdote. Instead of going after 3,000 people, let's go after the 30 or the 300 that are really moving the needle and driving new business. Yeah, and, and do what you're going to do well. Okay. So, Chris, what I want to do now is I do, uh, a quick little advertisement, if you don't mind. Uh, for those uh, uh, who have joined our webinar, 805 Conversations today, um, I just want to let you know, if you're not a member, it's free. Great, great things. We do these. We have lots of programs to help engage people in the 805, which goes all the way from Paso in the north, all the way to Simi Valley in the south. And it's a huge 
fantastic project uh, built as a community resource for everyone in business in the 805. So please check us out. If you are interested in sponsoring our efforts and helping us underwrite some of the projects we have, uh, get a hold of us. We'd love, uh, we'd love to have your support in that area. Thank you. Um, so now we're going to take questions. So um, I'm going to look, uh, if you just give me a second here. Uh, I'm told that John has a great question. Uh, huh. Any, so this one, any suggestions how to ask unsubscribes and why? Yeah, yeah, no? absolutely. That's, okay, do that one quick. Oh, or why do they unsubscribe? Oh, oh yeah. Right, yeah um, sure. So, so Mailchimp, Constant Contact, Vertical Response, whatever they they allow inside of the unsubscribe pipeline for you to ask a bunch of questions. Oh, there are some okay. that are already kind of preset for you, right. and you can uh, you can add your you own. You can edit that. You can edit it, and you can offer uh, incentives. You can say, hey, listen, we'd really like to talk to you. So um, where you can edit the unsubscribe email, the final, hey, you're unsubscribed email that comes out, you can also embed a survey in it. You can embed like a survey monkey in there that says, hey, listen, we understand you, you don't want to be part of it anymore, but here's five bucks worth of Amazon gift card or something. We'd, we'd really like you to answer this. And if they, uh, if they go through the survey, the final page gives them their coupon code. Got it. It's, so, it's invaluable. Why did you leave? We've got another John. He said, suggestions for testing an idea, uh, new business, and he says, and or A-B testing. How would you suggest testing a hypothesis before investing in the business? And I'll, I'll just quickly, I was at Startup SB weekend this last weekend, and there were people from all over the Western United States there. And the host from Find the Best, who's a serial entrepreneur here in Santa Barbara, he said, it's just try stuff, try stuff, try stuff, try stuff, try stuff, try stuff. You know, it's, it's that right. idea of trying and just fail fast, right? So so if you're trying something on your website, um, do you have a strategy for that, some, ad, some advice? Oh, yeah. We, we A-B test pages all the time. Uh, of course, uh, John's question here is more about starting up a new business, um, which is which is a whole other conversation. As far as web's concerned, we A-B test everything. When you uh, run an email campaign, if it's a promotion, you know, you're trying to sell some stuff, um, I will always run, let's say that you've got 5,000 subscribers or 10,000 subscribers, doesn't matter. I would send out the first 500 goes, like one version goes out to the first 500 and version B goes out to the next 500. Oh. And then MailChimp's smart enough to say, hey, more people did this, so we'll send this version out to the rest of the 9,000. I've actually seen that and not tried that, so uh, I'm going to yes, try great. that next week. So um, we have another question. Does Chris Foley offer more in-depth group presentations and seminars? Well, I'll answer that for yeah. you. I know you do. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are going to be um, doing uh, some workshops, 805 workshops, and there's a new brand we announced this morning. We'll be talking more in-depth, which is called 805 Live. So Chris, we'd love to invite you. Uh, to come and do a long-form workshop, and uh, I, I, I'm guessing that uh, Lester thought that there was there's a lot of meat here, uh, lots <laughs> to be discovered, and you can find Chris at uh, foleypod.com, right, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very easy to get a hold of. I've I've put a contact form on the bottom of every page on my site. All you need to do is scroll down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Emily says, how do you suggest we go about learning analytics? I haven't a clue and yeah. don't know where to start. Yeah, uh, I hear this a lot. Yeah. I, 
I'm not a numbers guy. I mean, I understand numbers, but I, I would almost rather get teeth pulled than actually do data <laughs> analytics myself. So I, I've got a guy, right? You know, I right. have an analytics guy. He's, he's one of my partners. His name's Tyler, and he's brilliant. He's one of the best, one of the smartest Google Analytics guys I know. And he also runs all of my SEO, SEM campaigns. So when I need something done, I just go to him, and he he gives me back a a dumbed down report for me, you know, right. full of images and graphs, and so then so that I can say, okay, here's what I need to do, and I bring him in on all of my client projects. So I'm I'm the designer and I'm the builder and I'm the strategist, and he's the the analyst. And Got inside it. of that, we were able to take numbers and turn them into ideas that that, that make a difference. So Perfect. so so the answer is hire somebody. And if you want me to put you in touch with Tyler, just contact me via my site, and I'll connect the two of you. And if they just want to dip their toe in the water, I know that on the Google Analytics site, there's a yeah. lot of videos there and and some yeah. things. But it it does get uh, overwhelming pretty quickly. Um, mm -hmm. There's a quick question for me from someone who put a great name in, who dat? So it's uh, someone from New Orleans. Uh, they say is 805 <laughs> Connect for profit. It is not for pro it's not a non-profit, but it is not a business. It's a community resource. It's supported by partners and sponsors. And we're looking to build a long-term economic model for this so that it can get parked and become a resource for the community for years to come. So that's why we're coming up with various uh, projects and products and things that uh, will help us be self-sustaining. So I want to tease next month. Next month's going to be great. We do this on the last Wednesday of the month. So you, just so you know that at 2.30 in the afternoon, we do post these if you can't make it. But we've been talking to a guy in town, someone I've known for 20 years now, Robert Tenike. He is, his company's called The Core Idea. And this gets back to your target, you know, the right message, the right, right. audience. Right. He, he's all about the right message. And, and in fact, I think through our TEDx um, heritage, you know it's about your idea worth spreading. And we've been talking about brand because that is the number three thing that members have the hardest time with is understanding marketing and branding. So he says your logo is not your brand. The story that people are saying about you, that's your brand. You don't tell people. They they tell you. This is going to be a fascinating conversation. We'll do the same format. So I want to. I want Robert knows branding, everybody. man. He knows branding. Oh, my God. I want to thank Chris. I want to thank you. I want to thank our partners and our attendees. Uh, go to FoleyPod for web strategy. If you learn something today, please tell someone. Uh, this is all grown organically. So hopefully you'll join us next month and you'll tell a friend about this and that you learned something. And then the replay will be up uh, probably in a couple of hours at Web Strategy. And again, I want to thank everybody. Uh, love these 805 conversations. I'm glad we're having them. Chris, thanks so much. Take oh, thanks for having me, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.